Sports. Sports. We're here. I'm Andy Reid. And I'm Anthony Douglas. And this is Fumble It Around. This is the first episode of Fumble It Around not taped in the Feldspar Studios. Uh, Ooh, if man. You, yeah, if you are a uh, listener of Fumbling Around, which you all are, right? <laughs> right now. Um, long-time listeners, long-time time live audience yeah, members. We've always had one live audience member, Robert, in, uh, in our tapings, who just quietly sits in the corner. Now we've got actual uh, human beings. Um, guys... Uh, no, Robert's just a, a supporter. Yeah, but we don't trust him to get on mic. Uh, folks, this is a sad day in fumbling around history. Um, as you know, uh, until this exact moment, uh, I have been a co-host of this wonderful show with uh, a, a man named Matt Pendridge, a beautiful soul. Uh, but as you know... Uh, he had a niece that came on our show one time. He uh, cared for her every once in a while. She had her graduation party at the, in the basin of an active volcano. Um, it was all over the news, everybody. It was all over the news. Um, it was not an ideal spot for a graduation party. What was supposed to be the celebration of a person's future turned into a tragic demise of an entire family. And what a smack in the face of optimism. I know. These people had. It was, it was a sad day. You know, she got yeah. into Juilliard. It's tough to hey, get into Juilliard for, just for playing spoons, but she did it. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? When God closes a door, he opens a window for someone right. else to get into Juilliard. Because now there's an empty seat at Fumbling Around. Yeah. yeah. Matt's dead. He was engulfed by lava, and he will never come back on this show. Ever. Ever. You will not even get a tooth. It is melted. If you go see a reclassified Pluto show from here on out, that is not the real Matt Pendridge. That is an imposter. This is just like that time that one of the Beatles died. And they, Paul, remember? Yeah, and they auditioned (laughs) many men. Yeah, and they found a fake Paul. With the help of the Secret Service. Do you guys all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, there's a there's like a a song where you supposedly hear one of them go like Paul is dead because he died. I've heard it. I've heard that one. Point is, uh, know that when you're seeing uh, an improv show starring Matt Pendridge, that is uh, a Russian informant. Yeah, absolutely, reclassified Pluto is highly organized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's sending all your secrets to foreign governments, so don't trust that man. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so this is the new future of Fumbling Around. It's me, and uh, I'm searching for a co-host. Today's auditioneer... That's right where I'm getting to, sir. What's your name? Brian, I can confidently say you will never be the co-host of Fumbling Around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for the foreseeable future of this show uh, I'm going to audition co-hosts and see how it goes who knows this might be the best episode yet and uh, for for the rest of the show's run it's going to be me and Anthony it's all up to how you do tonight well actually Andy it's all up to how you do tonight because I happen to be auditioning other co-hosts who have been uh, left behind by their 
former co-host, and as it were, that you are waiting for someone to arrive, your Prince Charming. Yeah. Um, that might be me if, if you behave right. If I behave right. Yeah. He's turning it around on me. I, I, I accept your challenge, sir. All right. Good attitude. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Is, uh, is this off to a good start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think, does Anthony have your vote so far? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be tough because most uh, episodes aren't going to be live. So uh, if we move forward with different auditioneers, uh, they're not going to have a, a There will be no way to gauge yeah, how, how yeah. the audience loves them. Just Robert, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we're here to talk about sports. Uh, that's what we do. That's who we are. It's in our blood, you know? Uh, I wake up in the morning, eat a big old bowl of Wheaties, and I flip on the old ESPN and see what Skip Bayless is up to, you know? Who he's trying to piss off today. I love, I love commenters who really try to grind uh, audience members' gears. Now, I have no idea the name you just said. Skip Bayless? But I'll tell you what, uh, because of the nature of the work I do during the daytime, uh, I get to see a lot of ESPN on complete mute. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and, I, and I've been seeing these shows for the last few years, every single day, same people come on them. I don't know what their voices sound Skip like. Skip Bayless is the one with uh, wispy, whitish, blonde hair whose face looks like a leather coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> that man sounds worth listening to. Yeah, oh, point. yeah. Uh, you can talk. You can hear him talk about how uh, LeBron is the worst basketball player of all time, uh, or how uh, whatever other things that he thinks will make people upset. <laughs> is he is he the the person whose point of view I should completely take on? Because I think so. Yeah, right. he's a disruptor. That's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so if you want to be an antagonizer and just that's... disagree with everything I say today, uh, you'll be in the Skip Bayless mode. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I recently got back from Electric Forest. Yeah, I can see you're covered in crystals right now, Yeah, I'm impressed I got, by. I, uh, one of my goals while I was there was to get uh, a real uh, hippie necklace, and yeah. I found the perfect one. It's an amethyst with all of the chakra on yeah. it. And in the correct order, they're perfect. Yeah, uh, dick, balls, <laughs> the yes. other five. You get the Anahata chakra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my, my favorite chakra is the balls chakra. Ball. I feel like that's where all my power comes <laughs> from. <laughs> I rotate on a, on a giant wheel of that chakra. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a unicycle. If you could see, if you were psychic, it would look like I'm riding a unicycle, but it's really... One testicle. <laughs> Dude, it is, a, it is a truly wild experience. I, I uh, got hired to be a character out there, and I just got to fuck around with people, and I got paid to do it. It was insane. Two weekends of fucking Two around. Two weekends of uh, sending people on fake missions, because I was playing like an army guy. Yeah. Uh, and so they had to retrieve something, or they had to yeah, or uh, you you host a podcast with uh, a gentleman that came out there too, Sam Meyer. Yeah, our good friend Sam Meyer. He was playing uh, Rosie the Riveter. I saw he showed me pictures of himself, and he definitely looked like yeah. a glamorous Rosie the Riveter. He got uh, uh, fake breasts to play Rosie they that were, he, were he 32 J's. I, I think them. I heard 32 J's. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> held <laughs> them, and they are just voluminous and heavy. Yeah, heavy like I don't medicine know how balls. We did it for uh, every day for like six hours. He had those on, uh, but we would uh, we were in different parts of the forest, and we had people 
uh, send love notes back and forth between us. Oh, that's beautiful. That got um, like racier and more sexually explicit yeah. <laughs> every day. Uh, and then he uh, he ended. I didn't know where to go from here after one particularly uh, salacious note that I sent to Rosie. Uh, somebody comes back and they're like, uh, "Hey, is is Kip in here?" My character was Kip Shrimple. I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Rosie sent you this." Uh, and he put this little tin down on my station, and I opened it up, and it was just Sam's sweaty ass underwear. <laughs> oh, wonderful! <laughs> I, yeah, uh, it was a true uh, magic moment. Were they signed? No, no, they were just dripping with uh, with undercarriage <laughs> sweat. Do you still have them? <laughs> no, I gave them back. I didn't want the. That's one gift that I didn't want to keep. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you wash them, you wouldn't want them? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Sam can have his underwear. I've got my own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, it was great. It's like my favorite gig of the year. God, I want to do it. I know, you should. I should have just gone to the auditions. I don't know what I was thinking. They were on Easter. That's why, and I had to work Easter. That's you had to work on, you, uh, so yeah. you're, you are a medical person. Right. The, the portion of what I do that pays the most amount of my bills is being a registered nurse in an ICU oh. here in Detroit. What's the grossest thing you've ever seen? The grossest thing I saw uh, was when I was a brand new nurse, and I read the orders for what I had to do for a patient who had a really bad wound, okay? And, and, and I'll get to what it was in just a moment. <laughs> but the orders were very unimpressive. They were very standard, like do this, A, B, C, one, two, three, and whatever. So what happened was this guy got a, uh, like a type of gangrene that affects the groin, like the genitals no. and the inner thighs. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I uncover his previous uh, dressing, and I see before me what the testicles look like <laughs> inside the scrotum. Oh, no. So they didn't have a scrotum or what we say in the vernacular, a sack around them. They were just <laughs> yeah, two individual... Like, medical term for it, right? And, and it was almost like, you know those uh, those art devices that you swing one ball and then it kinetically moves back and forth. <laughs> it, it, that's what it looked like oh. and kind of felt like too. And so not only that, but his penis didn't have skin on it. And, ah! and the so upset right now. The term, the, the medical term for that situation is called degloved. What? So when the skin of the scrotum and the penis are not on the body any longer, we would refer to that as uh, being a degloving. De de gloving I don't know what's more upsetting, the, just the story in general or the fact that it happens enough that people need a word for it. Yeah, you'd be afraid how frequently it, it happens. It's scary. Mm. Mm. But no one taught, like, you could have met someone who had been degloved. They're not going to yeah, tell I'm you. Yeah, I'm sure th there's probably support groups that they can reach out to each other for. Yeah. They don't need to talk about that, you know, in public. I, I don't even know if you would want to talk about that at a support group, at a support group, even <laughs> you just kind of try to drown it out, right? Guys, aren't you glad I asked what the grossest thing you ever saw was? Yeah? Thank you. I had a, a friend who dated a nurse one time, and she would text him pictures from the emergency room, like, of a man who got his foot caught in a lawnmower, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Nurses, uh, you guys are a special, special breed. We are a special breed. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. And mm -hmm. I never want to talk about it ever again. <laughs> no, we're gonna talk about it nonstop. <laughs> Every week, if Andy passes my audition, yeah. uh, we're gonna talk about something disgusting I've seen as a nurse. All right. All right. Does that sound like a good promise? 
Yeah, is that a weekly segment people want to hear? Yeah. Gross talk with Anthony. Yeah. Who has World Cup fever? I've got World Cup fever. <laughs> That's called a segue, folks. Who's got World Cup fever? Who has been watching it every week? There's one hand. There's one big hand go up. Steve-O, who you got? Croatia or France? France? France. You're rooting against the little guys? That's true. Pretty done well, he says. Podcasting 101 is let somebody uh, talk that doesn't have a microphone. So, so <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I'll give you the answer over the microphone. Uh, do you like them because they're performing really well, or do you like them because you're an imperialist? <laughs> he needs a moment to, to decide, but it's because I can tell on your face that what you mean to say is that they're performing really well. Yeah. 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 Uh, Croatia, it's a country of 4.1 million people. That's a lot. That's not a lot at all for a country. <laughs> That's not, uh, no. Uh, they're the smallest country to reach the finals since 1950 when Uruguay did it. I bet there has been, there have been smaller countries. I'm telling you right now, smaller countries in the world? Yes, yes. that's true. Like uh, the Vatican. Right. I don't, they don't have four million people. So you admit that I was correct. You're correct in the sense that there are probably countries with smaller populations. Is that how Skip What I'm talks? telling you is that, yes, yeah, oh, so you're disagreeing. <laughs> yes, good, good. Yeah. You're learning. Thank you. Um, but smallest country to make the finals of the World Cup in, uh, what, is that 68 years? I'm stoked for them. Stoked. Yeah. Stoked. They beat England. Yeah. 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 Are we getting booze? Who, who is rooting for Who's England? Who's a red coat? They had, they've had enough. Yeah. They've had their fun. There was a time when the sun didn't set on their empire. They are the ones, yeah, does, when Croatia beats them in the World Cup. <laughs> That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. They really Brexited out of the World Cup. Yeah. Right? Right, guys? Current events. Huh? Don't let the door hit you. Everybody comes to fumbling around for the most topical commentary. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, so I definitely want Croatia How much of the World yeah. Cup have you watched? I've watched a couple games. Is that true? It's very true. You, you don't have to lie to me. I'm, pro I'm promising you. I have watched... None of it. Uh, none at all. Zero percent. Um, the last two were, were f I got into. Uh, I happened to be in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, two ago, so 2010. Or is that right? Or two, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was rad. I didn't realize how much how much people like got into it until. Uh, we were walking down Main Street in Madison during a, um, a USA game in the World Cup, and it was oh, just fast. every bar was standing room only, and people had scarves and streamers and banners, uh, yeah. banners and T-shirts with the American flag on them. What do they call the Zulu Zela? I think Vuvu. this was I think this was the Vuvuzela year, Vuvuzela. so it hadn't quite caught the national uh, zeitgeist quite yet. People were just watching them on it's TV. Not here. At least you're not stateside, right? 
What? Not stateside. Not yet. Not now yet. they're everywhere. Now you can watch YouTube videos of people making them into bongs. <laughs> people had to figure out what to do with all those vuvuzelas they bought after the South African World Cup, and what they figured out was you can cut a hole in it and smoke weed out of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, brother. Yeah. Does anyone have one of those? Because we does would, anybody have, did anybody bring a vuvuzela? There's also going to be a new segment where we do this. Where we, yeah, we're gonna every week from now on. If Anthony's the co-host, we're gonna find a new. Uh, Piece, a new object to cut a hole into and smoke weed out of it. Right, but it'll be like no THC in it. Yeah, because I'm on. Yeah, because of the nature of work. Right, I do, I CBD oil only. I don't want to affect my brain that way. I gotcha. CBD oil is great for you. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's supposed, supposed to improve just performance in general. There's a lot of great it's literature. It's a performance on it. enhancer. Yeah, is that what you would say? Well, brain performance and, and as a performance. sports enthusiast, you must know that I am strictly against performance enhancing drugs, well, steroids and uh, horse uh, semen or whatever people semen. put in their bodies. People really put Blood horse doping. semen in their body. Blood doping is insane. People, so by, uh, if people out there don't know, bicyclists uh, will. Uh, put themselves on like a dialysis machine type of thing and like take their blood out of their body, pump it full of oxygen, and then pump it back in their body. Uh, now, if that were common, like let's say it, they offered that to household for household use, mm -hmm. right? If it's good enough for athletes, it could be good enough for I would want regular to folk try would do it? to blood dope with helium to see if I could float. Yes. <laughs> I, would, I would blood dope with helium to see if I could touch the ceiling. I bet you could. Yeah. You, like to have a fizzy lifting or, drink room yeah. at home. Just recreate that, uh, uh, that, oh shit, what's the guy's name? Willy Wonka. Lionel Richie Lionel. music video where he dances on the ceiling. Yeah. Stevie reference approved. Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. Um... Uh, there, yeah, I, uh, I can't fathom some of the things that people do to their bodies to be better at sports. Yeah, I, I've seen one guy to get his arms. He did a YouTube video. He's a personal trainer. And he put those, like, you know those tourniquets that they put around your arms when you have to have your blood drawn? Mm -hmm. And he, he tied those around both of his arms and then started doing, like, arm exercises, like, curls. Oh, so he was, he was cutting the blood off? He was cutting the blood off. To make the arms appear. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good idea. It sounds unsafe. Yeah. I think yeah. you would want blood in your arms if you were going to do push-ups. That's right. just me, though. I mean, people are doping their own blood in order to put more blood in their bodies, yeah. and this guy's cutting it off. Didn't Kobe go overseas, like his last couple of NBA seasons, didn't he go overseas in between and like do some really weird sketchy yes, stuff absolutely. in Germany and absolutely. things like that? Did he, did he blood dope? He did. He blood doped. Yeah. They've got really fancy blood doping clinics there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like high-quality luxury. Yeah. It's for VIP well, people this, only. I mean, there are also like... Friggin' Silicon Valley people that put uh, like teenager blood in, in them. <laughs> oh my god, that's like true blood <laughs> out in uh, out in the valley. It's amazing. I would try that. I would I would find a <laughs> I would find a strapping strapping virile nineteen year old sexy bro and yeah. trade blood with him. <laughs> uh, I would try that. Yep. I bet you would feel great afterwards. Like you could kick that day's ass if you 
filled up your veins with a bunch of sexy 19-year-old oh blood. God, you'd be an instant Instagram star. You'd be making money hand over fist, having sex with everybody in sight. You'd hey. get a new car hey. right away. Sounds great. Love it. No credit, just have a Mustang. Here yeah. you go. It's um, a 2021 Mustang. I think part of the reason why I'm not into the world, I think probably the vast majority of the reason that I didn't watch any World Cup this year is because we're not in it. We it's, didn't make it. Yeah, like, kind of like if... There's no, there's no, there's no uh, home native country to root for. No, it's like if you're not going to be in a play or in a band, why would you go yeah, see Yeah, if I'm not in a play, I'm not fucking seeing it, Screw dude. that. <laughs> no way. If I'm, not, if I'm not playing guitar... I ain't going to the concert, dude. <laughs> well, we're typical Americans. I mean, this yeah. is what our society is yeah. all about now is me. Did I write that book? Uh-uh. Ain't I, reading I, it. I ain't reading it. Nope. <laughs> I'm not on that podcast. Well, ain't going to listen. Nope. Uh, please listen, even though you're not on this podcast. <laughs> you're in our hearts. Yeah. So you're in but it. But they frigged up. They didn't make it. Right. And now... Uh, um, Fox spent an ungodly amount of money for the uh, rights to the World Cup this year because you know they're tracking uh, American interest in soccer and it goes up every year. And at this point, there are more kids, there are way more kids in America playing soccer than football. Mm. Uh, and uh, the MLS is growing and there's people in this country that actually give a shit about soccer now. So they put all this money, like over a billion dollars into the World Cup to broadcast it and uh, and make it like their centerpiece sporting event of this entire summer. And then America fucked up and didn't make it. So they, uh, they, uh, how did they fuck up? They lost, they lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like earlier, like in a part and of so the there are, there are these like qualifying rounds, yeah. and you have to uh, you have to do well enough in the qualifying rounds. All they had to do was tie Trinidad in this game, and they lost, so they were eliminated. Is that how is that how Italy didn't make it into the game either? Yeah, it must. Yeah, I don't know the what cup? their yeah. cir- I don't know what their circumstances were, but I mean, I guess we can think. Uh, the American team, at least for uh, losing the Fox company a bunch of money this year. <laughs> they totally had it coming. Yeah, maybe oh, maybe this whole thing... Yeah! Who cheered? Cool. Yeah. We have a CNN right? fan here. Maybe this... Uh, maybe the, uh, that was the American soccer team's deal all along. Maybe it was just a giant conspiracy to screw over the Fox network. <laughs> Do you know what? They're patriots. Yeah. They're yeah. real Americans. Yeah. So I think we can all... Why don't you, uh, after this show is done, go ahead and tweet the official U.S. soccer account and just say, uh, thanks for doing your part to screw over Fox. You heard it here on Fumbling Around. <laughs> yeah. We yes. cracked that nut. Yeah. Because this is what we nut. do on this show is we crack nuts. We crack nuts. We crack that one wide open. Yeah. Hey, you know, I've heard a lot of people this in the last year recommend for me to go see a game uh, with the Detroit Football Club. Yeah, I have not, but I want to very much. It's like a production. Detroit FC forever. We got a vocal-ass crowd tonight, and I love it. Y'all are saucy. A nice, saucy crowd. 
Uh, they like put out. They like throw smoke bombs and there's every, drum core. There's a drum, yeah, drums. And every game, I see somebody tweet a picture of a seven year old uh, flipping off the opposing team. I love pictures of kids uh, giving people the bird. Sassy bad kids are the best kind sassy of kids. Sassy bad kids. Y'all ever seen that movie Problem Child? He was the sassiest baddest kid ever. Oh my ever. god, he was a nightmare. Yeah. I loved him. You seem like you were probably like crazy out of control kid. Uh, I no was filter. I was drunk the whole time. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I was probably I wasn't the problem child. Maybe more of a uh, a lovable uh, uh, instigator, maybe a lot more like a Bart oh, Simpson yeah. than a Absolutely. problem child. Yes, yeah. He was a role I did model have a of skateboard. Our, he was a role model of our decade. Our, our, Bart. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I saved up my money in middle school to buy a skateboard because that was like it had just gotten cool, and I was like, I saved up all my allowance and I got a Tony Hawk board and it was like black Bad. and it had this cool bird and it, but it was a skeleton. It was. It wasn't like a full bird. It was just like a skeleton. And I was like, "Oh man!" And I customized it with blue grip tape. And I'm like, "Ooh, this is gonna get me fucked. (laughs) It's gonna get you fucked." I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't. It didn't get me fucked. Uh, I had it for maybe two weeks, and Uh then I tried to kickflip, and I fell, and it skittered out into the street. And uh, no, don't pick up truck ran it over. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I brought my I brought my razor scooter to the Muskegon skate park once. How did that go? I never I never uh, felt comfortable showing my face at the Muskegon skate park ever again. <laughs> <laughs> People were not happy watching a uh, uh, a clumsy boy uh, try to hit a ramp with a razor scooter. Dude, I, I was on, I rode around all of Los Angeles in a uh, on a bird scooter. <laughs> Which is like kind of like a razor scooter with an electric motor on it. Cool. And they'll go, they go fast. They can go up like 17 plus miles per hour. You're hauling ass. You're hauling ass all over LA, and it is amazing. Super cheap and affordable, too. And then you can dro- pick them up and drop them off anywhere. Can you do tricks? Yes. Because that's all I'm interested in. If, I, if I'm on something with wheels, I'm trying to find a way to get some air, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, I was showing off the entire yeah. time. Hell yeah. I popped a lot of wheelies. <sighs> so that's soccer. <laughs> soccer. Um, yeah, uh, tomorrow's the finals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Croatia because I love a good underdog. Same here. You know, yeah. I was rooting for Georgia instead of <laughs> oh, Alabama yeah. in the college football playoff, you know? Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. I was rooting for Butler when they played Duke in the national championship. That didn't work, didn't out, work either. out either. <sighs> One of these days, we're going to have a true underdog win a meaningful <laughs> championship. And it's going to be it's great. It's not going to be tomorrow. No. no. Hey, <laughs> it could be tomorrow. I mean, I want it to be tomorrow. You don't think it will I, be, though. That's our professional opinion. Uh, we're very serious soccer enthusiasts. Uh, me, uh, who, who has not watched a single soccer game. No. Uh, uh, but we think France is going to win. That's what we're saying. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Croatia. I'm Fuck sticking. It. I'm officially sticking with Croatia. Oh wow. Um, well, uh, uh, true fans of fumbling around know that we uh, we always open up the gossip bag every every Woo-hoo. episode. Where are my true fans at? Hell, liars! I know our our listenership numbers. Bullshit. <laughs> um. So uh, let's open up the gossip bag. It's a, it's a World Cup-themed gossip bag. 
Uh, do you know when the World Cup started? Tell me. 1930. 1930. Interesting, cool. right? Yeah. I thought it would have been much earlier than that. Like in the 1800s? Yeah. Victorian era. I thought when, they went, when the Victorian era, yeah. Um, when uh, Persian sh- soldiers used the skulls of their enemy uh, as a ball and invented <laughs> soccer. Right. And the, I don't, the, the, the Prussians were still around. Yeah. Um, uh, but 1930. And they only they played 1930, 1934, and, uh, uh, and then 1938. They played three World Cups. And that last World Cup was, uh, was the last one uh, because of World War II. Oh. Yeah. So um, we've got Uruguay hosted and won the first one. Then Italy did that same thing in 1934. <coughs> and then Italy again wins uh, in 1938, and it's on the brink of the war, and that is the last one for 12 years. Uh, there's no, uh, no World Cup during World War II, and uh, so Italy just has the trophy yeah. for 12 years. And Which what is like a, also a sad time because even today, unfortunately, we do have war, right? But mm-hmm. we also still, you know, give people sports. Yeah, right? I know. Uh, uh, it is crazy. So, where am I here? Oh, so following its victory, 1938, Italy retained possession of the Rimet Trophy. Uh, an Italian official and FIFA vice president, Ottorino Bassari famously had the cup transferred from a bank in Rome to his house where he hid it in a shoebox under his bed for the no whole war to Torino. keep yeah to keep it from uh, so the Nazis couldn't get their hands on it so Ooh. he stashed this thing in a shoebox under his bed yeah to hide it from the Nazis he could have lost his head right if they would have caught him yeah you don't keep things from Nazis no, keep things from Nazis. Yeah, but if you find if they find out you keeping things from them, you're gonna lose your head. Yeah, you're gonna lose your head. <laughs> um, so so yeah, no. Uh, Do you think Al Torino would bring it out at small get-togethers? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he probably cut a hole in it and Did smoked he, weed out of that son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah, that Italian bad grass yeah. over there. <laughs> that Italian bad grass. Hell yeah, brother. The Mediterranean sun. Um, so it's an every four year thing. So, uh, 1938 happened, then 1942, none. Bye, again. No, 1946, none. Uh, and the world is trying to recenter itself after the war, figure everything out. And it was, uh, it was very close to not happening in 1950. Again, they were going to not have soccer. Like it was... Uh, it had only happened three times, so this was not like a world tradition or anything. But the, were the people like, please don't do this so to us again? The, uh, so w- during this nascent 12 years, soccer really took hold in Brazil. And now Brazil's like one of the best programs in the whole world. Right. This, they're like a baby program at this point. They're just getting into it. The people there are really loving soccer, and they're like, we're going to save the World Cup. Okay. We don't want to watch it die. Right. Uh, uh, after eight years of or twelve years of none, so at the very last minute, uh, they built uh, the largest stadium in the world, two hundred thousand people, That's and amazing. they hosted uh, they hosted the the World Cup in nineteen fifty, which Uruguay won, and without that, we might not even have a World Cup. Is that crazy? Thank you, Brazil. Yeah, is it? And thank you. Uh, 
Italian official, Artoronio Basari, for hiding that, that some bitch in his shoebox. Where is it on I'm, here? I'm not doing it. well at it. No, I just want to see him. Barassi. Otorino Barassi. That sounds way sexier than when I did it. <laughs> I, was watching, <laughs> I was watching Jurassic Park, uh, The Lost World. Oh. And at the very beginning of uh, Vince, uh, what's his name? Vince, uh, what? Vince, Vince Vaughn, Vaughn is, a, is a Spanish translator. He's, of course he is. He's, there's like a Spanish, like the they're, they're, uh, boat driver that brings them up to the island is saying like, I'm not going to take you any closer. This is dangerous. And Vince Vaughn is speaking Spanish to him. And he like doesn't try. Well. No, not at all. He's like, otro vez, Isle de los Muertos. He said it's called the Island of the Dead. <laughs> like, that. this is not real. All right, was he, like, was the actor actually bad or was the character bad? No, he just, he's like a Brooklyn guy. He can't, he doesn't have. He, he doesn't have it in him. Yeah, it was very stubby. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, now in 2018, if there's going to be somebody in a movie that is a Spanish translator, they're going to cast somebody that can actually maybe do that. Yeah, with all like the flourishes and accents. Yeah, all the flourishes. Hell yeah. Michigan football! Michigan football! Woo! Oh! Who's a, who's a big football head out there? Got a couple. Yeah, we got This a is my very favorite sport in the whole world. Um, College ball. I love it so much. Uh, I I grew up. My family's had football season tickets at, at Michigan for since before I can remember, and so this has been a pretty hard decade. It's been a pretty pretty rough ten years or You're so. You're gonna have to get me completely caught up. <sighs> well, uh, so uh, it all goes back to the late 1800s. <laughs> 1900, Michigan hires a, a young West Virginian dreamer named Fielding H. Yost. Oh. And he has an idea. What if my team scores all the time? And, they're, and, the, and Michigan's chat. like, yeah, try to do that. And he does. And they're called the point-a-minute teams. And they beat people by scores of like 86 to nothing. Wow. And they went a whole year. And they, in, in 1901, they won all their games by a combined score of 550 to zero. Amazing. And they won like, what? She laughed. She just laughed. I thought she was correcting uh, a stat that she had said. No. Uh, hard cut to uh, uh, 2007. <laughs> uh, Michigan is uh, they have the longest active bowl streak in the country they've gone to a, a postseason game 35 years in a row congratulations Michigan it's great it's great everything's going great yeah. 2006 uh, they are undefeated going into the last game of the year and then Bo Schembechler dies and and no yeah I know right and he dies the night before the Ohio State game, which is heartbreaking. Ohio State's number one in the country. Michigan's number two. They're playing for a spot in the national championship. And then uh, Ernest Shazer makes a totally clean hit on Troy Smith. And guess what? The ref calls it a bad hit, and they get a penalty, no! and then Ohio State goes on to score, and then it's fucked.
sucked. And now uh, we open on 2007 and they lose to Appalachian State. And you're like, what the hell is that? How could that possibly be a thing that really happened? And it's all been pretty uh, downhill since then. My heart is racing. I know. Mine too. Where have I been so the then, last 10 years? So then they regroup and they have a pretty fine season in 2007. It's fine, but they have that dark cloud of, a, of the worst upset loss in the history of college football hanging over their heads. And Lloyd Carr retires and they're like, we should switch it up. We should try to figure out some hot new angle at this bullshit. So let's hire spread guru Rich Rodriguez. <sighs> oh, but guess what? It's not a good cultural fit and he tanks the program. He goes three and nine in his first year. And that's the most unfathomable thing that's ever happened. I can't they believe have, that. They haven't lost that many games in a year in a season no. ever. Ever. They lose to Toledo, which in my opinion is even a worse loss than Appalachian State. At least <laughs> at least they, at least Appalachian State won a national championship in their level. Toledo is just garbage. God. As a city and a football team. <laughs> so everybody's off board at that point. You can't go three and nine and expect to have fun jollies after that. Everybody's lost. Everybody's their lost it. But then Denard Robinson <laughs> gets in the mix, and people are like, "Look at this! We've never seen a Michigan football player do this before. He like runs fast, and our <laughs> Michigan football players don't run fast. They don't untie their shoes. What's going on?" He, on his recruiting visit, he brought a snowball home to Florida in a Ziploc bag because he didn't know how snow worked. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the love of my life. Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. Bernard. Denard. Bernard. <laughs> God damn it. And Der they get slowly. Bernard Robbins. <laughs> they get slowly, slowly. They uh, they get slowly better over the next couple of years, but the defense gets worse and it becomes no. embarrassing to a point where they beat Illinois in a game sixty seven to sixty five. That's a basketball score. That's not a football score. Not a football. You score. can't you can't have a football game and be sixty seven sixty five. And damn it. And and afterwards, Richard had the gall. To oh, say this to, one. to say that this was a, this, this one. really goes to the defense because they made uh, a two point conversion stand at the last second. Uh uh, sir. I would knock his two. I would his one two. His last two out of his hillbilly head. <laughs> so then he gets fired, and they bring in Brady Hoke, of all people, of all fucking people. He looks like Fred Flintstone and Chris Christie had a child. <laughs> And he's like, and he's got this like raspy voice, and he kisses his players on the cheek. Come on! And his, <laughs> but he has a great first year. Oh, it's what? fluky, but it's great. All right, eleven wins. We're like, okay, we're paying attention. We're back, baby. And, and meanwhile, in the, the the head of the athletic department is this dipshit named Dave Brandon, who ran Domino's Pizza into the ground, and we all were like, whoopee! Yeah. Now he's our athletic director. Yeah, destroy Michigan too. Yeah. By the yeah, so then uh, every single year in Brady Hoke's tenure, things get progressively worse. Uh, Eleven and two, eight and five, seven and six. Holy shit, what's going on? We can't do anything. Somebody stop this Somebody man! Somebody stop this! So he gets one final year, one year to figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> they don't. They go five and seven. They get they put Shane Morris back in a game after he gets a concussion. We're on a national laughing stock. There's a special at a 7-Eleven in Ann Arbor. If you buy a single Coca-Cola, you could get two tickets to the game for free. <laughs> and everyone's like, that lock him up. That is not lock cool. Him up. 
We shouldn't have to beg people to come to Michigan games. That's not how this shit's supposed to work. So they go five and seven, and it's time to get done. Not only do we fire Brady Hoke, we fire Dave Brandon, too. What's going to happen? Who's going to save the program? A little-known gentleman who ran a business furniture company. Say it. Named Jim uh, Hazlitt. Fuck, what's his name? Hackett, Jim Hackett. He, he's the CEO of a business furniture corporation. He comes in at the last second and hires Jim God damn Harbaugh <laughs> as our coach. And we're like, oh my God, the Savior has returned. He's our, he's our knight in shining armor. And we go 10 wins in his first year, which is incredible. His second year, we're this close to the college football playoff, and it's really feeling it. And then he wins eight games this year, and now everybody thinks it's the goddamn end of the world. And I'm about what to is have, wrong with you people? I'm about to have Everything is fine. Here. Everything's fine. <laughs> He's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. There are honestly people uh, saying, like, is Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat after last year? But guys... Who are we going to get better than that? He's Jim Harbaugh. He's the guy. If, the, if he doesn't work out, if he doesn't work out, then we might as well say, like, uh, well, it, it was a good run, but Michigan football's done. I'm going be, to become obsessed with this fellow. You better. Uh, I'm going to follow this, gen- follow this the, gentleman on the, every social media. Oh, he's a great follow. Yeah. He tweets at Judge Judy. It's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have some kind of a good relationship? He was on an episode of Judge Judy. Oh, yeah. He's just a big fan. His favorite restaurant, Old Country, not Old Country Buffet. Side uh, of the Beef Carver. Uh, cu- no, uh, uh, what's the, Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. Favorite restaurant, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Favorite TV show, Judge Judy. Favorite pants? The $15 khakis at Walmart. Love that. He's a perfect American. He broke his arm playing football at Michigan. And he put it back together himself. And he put himself. it back together himself. So who... So, re- rewinding a little bit. So the problem who, is... Yeah, yeah so... Uh, they, won't, they did not have a good year last year. Uh, they had some quarterback troubles. A couple guys got hurt. A couple guys didn't work out. The offensive line is still a mess a decade after we had a good one and people are like ready to jump ship because he he won eight games in a year. The problem is they are going to be better this year, but they play Notre Dame, Michigan state and Ohio state all on the road. That's fine. It's I I wish I had your optimism. (laughs) I wish I had your optimism. I'm eternally optimistic for them. I just wait. I just wish that they did better. Oh, you look really sad, buddy. I know. They haven't won a Big Ten championship since 2003. I hate seeing you this way. I know. I was a, well, I was a sophomore in high school the last time Michigan won a goddamn Big Ten championship. That's not okay. I'm going to have to go talk to these dudes. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> please. Yeah. They need a good talking to. They do. Yeah. <sighs> hey, I'm also known as a motivator, so. <laughs> yeah. Good. Kick, kick them in the seat of their pants. I really get them going. I'm going to kick them in their chakra. Yeah, right in their right in their ball chakra. Yeah, really. Yeah, really get them going. It's gonna ring their bell. Ah, show them how to cut a hole in a Gatorade bottle and smoke weed out oh, of it, dude. Hey. Oh, long story short, I really hope they do good this year, so people stop um, saying mean things on the internet to nineteen-year-old children. Uh, question. Here's a quick just PSA: yeah. uh, If you are a sports fan out there, don't tweet at uh, college athletes. Uh, don't do it. It's creepy. 
It's creepy, and uh, most of them are uh, wildly negative, and you don't need to tell a 19-year-old athlete to go hang himself. You don't have to do that. Are uh, people really doing that? Yeah. Yes. Adults are doing adult that. Adult men. In, yes. Adult bullies. Yeah. Adult men who have like uh, sweatshirt shorts on and they're one hand cradling their dick and dick balls and the it, other yeah. hand tweeting at a, at a 19-year-old to go hang himself. Deplorable. Deplorable. <sighs> Guys, uh, we have time for one last segment here on the show. I'm very excited. Uh, uh, I think... Uh, I think Anthony here is doing a great uh, job of co-hosting. Hey, right? thanks, man. Uh, you know, I was really down in the dumps after I found out that uh, Matt was encased in uh, magma uh, at his niece's graduation party. Um, but uh, things are looking up now. You know what? In some cultures, it's an honor to die that way. I would assume so, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of movies where people like virgins get thrown into volcanoes. So good for him. He didn't get thrown in as much as that just washed over him. It overcame him. Yeah. The last thing that he imbibed was a ham's beer. Oh. Yeah. That was like the right choice. It was the right choice? Yeah. Well, anyways, folks, uh, great honor here. Uh, fumbling around is happy to announce uh, our guest for this evening. He is Brody Mackerel, a professional surfer. Welcome out, Brody! What's up, dude? Hey, man. Nothing much. How are you guys doing? We're hanging. Yeah. Good, good. I automatically feel more chill just with you out here. Yeah, I'm getting a contact buzz. Ooh, yeah. I, I have that effect on people. Hell yeah. Hey, thanks for letting me take my shirt off. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hot damn. I just got to feel damn. like... I would have thought that my a professional element. surfer would have been more tan, but... It's been a really... I've been... <laughs> uh, pro surfers wear wetsuits. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. I've been on tour, so I haven't had much to, uh, you know, go surfing much in yeah. my hometown. Yeah, cool. It says here that you are the youngest person to, uh, to join professional surfing yeah. at 11 years old. Yeah. What did you do to catch the eye of the professional, professional surfing community at that young age? Well, I was too poor to buy my own surfboard, so I went up to the tournament at the time in Venice, where I grew up, and I just stole Kelly Slater's surfboard Ooh. and sprinted out there and hit some waves. <laughs> All right. Did he let you keep it? No, but, but he gave me one. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. So he was impressed. It was his surfboard. I yeah. So even though you it. were the youngest professional surf surfer ever, at this point, you're pretty elderly gentleman if you're stealing ac slater's board yeah, yeah yeah you've been in the world for what 40 years now right mm -hmm. 30 30 years yeah a lot of people don't know my name though because kelly slater took all the the fire but i like to say that i'm on par if not better than him yeah you're yeah. doing awesome you probably made a ton of money right well that, i mean kelly again kelly slater made most of the money in surfing but um i think if I just keep touring, I can make that money someday. Yeah, surfing seems like a super lucrative career. Well, I, uh, I did uh, Wikipedia, Mr. Mackerel here, and uh, said he lost most of his money uh, when he tried to fuse surfing and breakdancing together. Oh, I can tell you that a wasn't a smart choice. Massive uh, loss of cash. That was, Why did you do that? How did I do that? Well, why did you, you just, do it? Why? 
<laughs> There's no why, man. It was just up here all the time. All right. I had to do it. Fair enough. I had to make a change. I had to get people's attention on me instead of Kelly Slater. <laughs> so I doing say, the head spins didn't work out once. Hit a reef real hard. Broke my leg in four places. I will say uh, the few videos of you doing this on YouTube are mesmerizing. Thank but you. But you almost you're on the board for less time than like a bull rider's on a bull. You're not, you're not making it very... You're, you're, hardly, it back you're hardly getting up. Yeah. Okay. You're hardly getting up. Okay, board. well, you know, I like to think that I've changed lives once I do those head spins. It's just a little hard to maneuver the board up and down the pipe. We're, we're watching the... We're replaying the video right now showing when he uh, broke his leg in four places, and it is gruesome. Yeah. He's flopping around. Honestly, I couldn't tell you that that leg wasn't broken before you even got on the board. Yeah. The way you, you, your, your gangly limbs yeah. just flop like an octopus yeah. across the board trying to stay up. You, it sounds great. Like, breakdance surfing sounds great. Uh, like, one, one morning, I woke up, and I thought, uh, what sounds great is a wet nap poncho. Uh, sounds like a great idea, but in practicality, they don't. Those two things don't go together. I imagine you'd get a rash. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. Uh, and what? What's the use of it? I can just shower. Like I enjoy some breakdancing. I enjoy some surfing. When you mash them together. Yeah. Well, you say all that, but that video has six million views. So, how many people are listening to this podcast? You put. <laughs> ha! Brody. <laughs> I'll have you know that our, our iTunes numbers are in the high single digits. High single digits. <laughs> and we're still going. Those are usually the scores I get on my surfing yeah, Brody, you're... I honestly think that maybe the thing holding this show back was uh, our dearly departed co-host. Uh, maybe the best thing that this ever happened to Fumbling Around is that he was encased in lava. Yeah, and that closed door has opened a window for a <laughs> yeah. lot of, yeah. lot of listenership. Yeah. I, I fought hard to get Brody Mackerel on this show, and Matt always said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. What a naysayer. Yeah, he didn't want it. He He's didn't a want pessimist. It. He, uh, he said that he was, uh, he was sexually aroused by the sea. He couldn't, he couldn't have a oh, surfer on. Okay, yeah. Because uh, any talk of ocean or sea would, uh, would just get him going. He was probably into tentacle, tentacle porn. Could be. Well, maybe the uh, spirit of Krakatoa took it out on him for being so disrespectful to the ocean. Is it disrespectful to be sexually aroused by the sea? Well, as a, as a person who has spent his life on the ocean, it's not sexual arousal. It's more like brotherhood with the ocean. You don't want. You have to let it move you. You can't move an ocean. I get man. it. You don't want to fuck the sea. You want to sit Ride down and it. watch a movie with it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean. There's some good surfing movies, but nothing beats being out there. And What's the best surfing movie? Point Break. I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. yeah. I, watched I was going to say like... Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> no. Wasn't that a TV show? It was a Disney movie first, sir. Oh, okay. Any Tsunami fans out there? Yeah. yeah. What about Annette and, and also Frank Brink. and Annette? Remember Brink? Brink. Yeah. I'm losing more and more audience members <laughs> with every Disney movie I, uh, I mentioned. Are there any people who remember Frankie and Annette? Okay, yeah. Have no hey. idea what you're talking about. Hey, I'm, I might be a, a cusp millennial, but I do know a lot of movies from that generation. 
But yeah, back to point break, yeah. uh, Johnny Utah, right? Yeah. Who's your favorite? Johnny. Brody sure. was mine. Brody. You know why? Because it was the first time I realized that a bad guy can be a redeemable and likable character in a story. Mm. See, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with his harsh vibes, and I can't be fan of anyone who has my name. So Good point. Good yeah. point. Uh, so uh, now that the breakdance surfing has failed miserably, what's, what's next on the docket for Mr. Mackerel? You know, I don't think it's failed miserably. I think Yo, I you're just, still going with it? <laughs> yeah, I think i got to get back out there and, you know, show off some new moves. I've actually mastered a bit of turning so I can ride the pipe much longer while doing my head spins. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, you call it a head spin. Why? Because I'm spinning on my head. I mean, it's hard to see in the video, but yeah. Yeah, you, right. didn't, get, you didn't get vertical on the video. The board crashed. Yeah, you kind of, it more looks like you tried to headbutt the board uh, and even failed doing that. <laughs> a fragment from your board went and hit somebody else in the face. Yeah, All right, Brody. I knew everybody was watching. I got a little excited, okay? Can you fault me? No, I can't. You came out here, you bared your soul, you took your shirt off, and for that, we thank you. We thank, thank you. you. Hey, uh, before, I, before we get going, uh, most, most episodes we do a, about a listener mail, but... Uh, we got folks out in the audience. Does anybody have any uh, sports questions for uh, Anthony and I or surfing questions for Brody? Uh, not everyone at once, please. <laughs> Why don't you just uh, come on up here, sir? Or I can just tell, I can just re, uh, re say your question. What do you think the lion season's going to look like? <laughs> what do I think the lion season's going to look like? Uh, I'm, a, I'm not terribly pessimistic about the lions. They got, a, they got a good, uh, uh, they focused on the offensive line. They, they got a, picked up offensive a center. Offensive line, the center. They've they, got brand new, <laughs> totally ready. They picked up a center in the draft, and they got on Johnson, who will hopefully help the run yeah. game. Um, Fortuitous choice. Defense sounds like it might actually take a step it's up. Step up. Um, uh, 247 Sports ranked them the number 11 in their preseason rankings. So that's so, great right there. Yeah, I think they could maybe make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, yeah I've, got, I've got some hopes. I don't think they're going to win the division or anything like that. But I think Look, we don't have a crystal ball, man. Um, anybody else? I've never been to a sporting event. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You've never seen one on TV? Okay. What's the best thing for a sports version? I honestly am astounded that you could go this long in your life without having ever seen a sporting event on TV. What do you do during the Super Bowl? I hide. You hide. You hide. You don't even go watch like uh, Janet Jackson show her boob off. <laughs> you watch that. Everybody watch that. Um. That's, that's one of the most significant sports moments uh, in the history of America, um, to be honest. Honestly, it, uh, uh, before that happened, like, you saw people's butts on NYPD Blue, yeah. and TV was getting really racy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see Janet Jackson's boob. And, and nobody was watching uh, football before that. The either. FCC becomes like Mormons because, because yeah. of Janet Jackson's boob. Um, Here we had Sports Illustrated magazines featuring <laughs> half-naked people during the 1990s and right. 80s, right? Yeah. Right? It's swimsuitational. Painted bodies. Painted bodies. I uh, mean, look at me. Look at me right naked now. Naked and afraid. I ain't afraid. No. Honestly, the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition was responsible for 
uh, m- the majority of my sexual awakening as yeah. a prepubescent boy. So basically, uh, so the advice to get sexually awakened to sports. I would say go to one. Uh, uh, if you've never, like, uh, TV, it, almost every sport isn't as good on TV as it is in person uh, when you get the atmosphere and the tailgating experience. Um, all our teams suck, though. All our teams suck, though. <laughs> uh, why don't you hey, start with a DCFC game? Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. You don't have to travel. Uh, go to the Fulling Warehouse, hit up the tailgate, and oh. go to that game because those people are fucking lunatics. And uh, in Traverse City, I'm going to be headlining a breakdancing surfing event up on uh, Lake Michigan. So, yeah, if you want to go see foot waves, if you want to yeah. go see Brody hurt himself, <laughs> go up there. You know, uh, one was, more question. Yeah. Anybody? Surfer app, I mean, I've dabbled in it, but I usually just use the GPS to find like those Maverick waves out in the, out in the reef. Ways you gotta like paddle six miles just to get to. Is this like a grinder for surfers? Yeah? You guys met on Surfer? You were going, you were searching out the, the hippest waves? Oh, you conked heads out on the, on the t- high tide. That's beautiful. Did you see any sharks? Nice, we got it. Um, Let us know when you guys get married, and this will be part of the uh, Fumbling Around Netflix documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whoa, one more. Brody, yeah, did you uh, master the moonwalk on the board before you started doing the headstand? Well, I actually mastered the robot first, but then I graduated toward the moonwalk, but that was the day I broke my arm in six places, so... I haven't done it since. We didn't mention this, for, but for our listeners, uh, Brody is in a full lower body cast uh, from, his, from his waist down to his tippy toes. Are you naked under that cast? You're yeah. a nurse. Shouldn't you know the answer to that question? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you know if people are naked under? I just like to ask people to ca- try, to, try to catch them in lies. Good, good, good. Yes. Yes, the answer is yes. Uh, you free ball in a full body cast. Any other questions? Or we, you, you want to be done listening to us? <laughs> cool. I think, that's, uh, I think that's the first live episode of Fumbling Around. Yeah. Yeah? I think we probably converted a lot of, right? There's probably some people in here that hate sports, but now you love them, right? Yeah? Right? There's probably some people that loved sports and now even love them more. I learned a lot about Michigan football. <sighs> Don't get me started. Uh, I didn't? lost my Yeah, I lost my breath. I'm sorry I got so worked up, but but Michigan football. I was sends breathless me that entire story. Tizzy. Hey, I've got a question. Who poisoned Bo Scheibbeckler? <laughs> it was a stroke. <laughs> So, oh, okay. Mother Nature poisoned Bo Schembechler. And there we have it. I went... It, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I, I, it was the night before the biggest Michigan-Ohio State game of all time. They're number one, number two. That's never happened before. Uh, Bo Schembechler passed away the, the night before. He is like the godfather of Michigan football. And I, uh, they opened the gates to the stadium. And I went uh, and I sat in the seats that my family's had since before I can remember. Uh, and I cried. 
Oh, I can totally feel I it. I cried. Yeah, that's the football good. coach died. Uh, He's an important person. Yeah, that's true. It was life changing for a lot of people when yeah. he died, right? Yeah. What a what a uplifting, fun <laughs> moment and quick this moment of stupid silence. podcast on. Yeah. Um, so when. Uh, Please let us know. Uh, at, uh, fumbling around mailbag at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to connect with us, uh, let us know when sports have made you cry. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, thank you so much. We've been fumbling around. You guys are awesome. Woo!